from deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, speaker, blogger, and podcaster, and I'm so excited that you took the opportunity to download our show or stream it online, however you are listening. Thank you so much for doing so. Well, our podcast is back this week. As I promised on the last show, we would do a uh, special edition of the Best of the Outdoors for the Bassmaster Classic because it is being held in Texas this year. And this is a big deal for us. The Bassmaster Classic has never been held in Texas before. So the Bassmaster Classic will be held in Lake Conroe this year, which is a good bass lake for Texas. Um, it has a, uh, a, a wide variety of features and everything in it. It's a, it's a really neat lake. I fished it a lot, as I'll say in the interview. Uh, with my fishing uh, ministry, Crosswater Outfitters, which um, we do our friends and neighbors events there. We don't typically do soldier events there, but it's a great lake. I've been all over it, and it'll be a great lake for bass fishing for sure. I'm excited that it'll be here this year. And uh, Alton Jones is a former Bass Series Elite uh, angler and winner of the Elite Series. He's also a former winner of the uh, Bassmaster Classic Series as well. And I'm really excited to have him and his son on this show because they are a wealth of knowledge of fishing and freshwater fishing. There's not a better, bigger thing that it uh, that's going to come to Texas than the Bassmaster Classic. So this is a huge deal for us, and I'm really excited to have them on. And this is going to be a big, fun time. I'm really excited about this. Two guys, a father and son duo, they are the fourth father and son duo to fish the Classic together. Uh, in, in the Bassmaster Classic history. I'm really excited to have these two on the show. I connected with them one night last week and uh, as they were heading down to the Classic and kind of got their viewpoints on everything fishing related. And I think you'll really enjoy this show. Here's my interview with Mr. Alton Jones and Mr. Alton Jones Jr. Joining me on the phone is Mr. Alton Jones and Mr. Alton Jones Jr. Thank you so much for joining me on the Best of the Outdoors podcast. Hey, it's our pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is great. And uh, I, I definitely wanted to do something. I said on the last podcast episode, I wanted to do something around the classic. I didn't think of releasing a podcast the next uh, week after, because it's normally the show comes out every two weeks. But um, I just already had the idea. My, my manager with Texas Fishing Game had the idea to um, have you two on. And I just thought it would be awesome. So how are y'all both doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. And, and I know he is too. We're, you know, it's Bassmaster Classic time of the year, and for the first time in my 26 years as a Bass Pro, the Bassmaster Classic is right here in my home state of Texas, so that's even better. Isn't you know, that it's, awesome? It's really exciting. Getting, uh, I guess, you know, tomorrow marks my, uh, I guess, kind of the debut of my, my Classic experience. We start practice tomorrow, and so really just just trying to trying to run all the run all those scenarios through my head. Oh, that's great. And um, the classic is, of course, on Lake Conroe. And do either of you know that lake very well? I fish it quite a bit because of uh, my jug fishing ministry, Crosswater Outfitters. We do a lot of catfish jugging on that lake in uh, December and January. But other than that, I've never really fished it for bass. How about you guys? Yeah, we've not. I've actually only seen the lake one time. I came around for uh, for just kind of a pre-practice ride around, and then uh, the end of December. Just kind of ran, rode a circle around the lake and, and marked a few spots that I, I thought looked great, that, you know, hypothetically for this time of year, and 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 that was my that that's my entire experience on Lake Conroe. Okay, and and I've actually fished a couple of Toyota Texas Bass Classics here, so I've got 
you know, I've got 15 or 18 days under my belt on this body of water, but never in the spring. Um, you know, and that's and spring is my favorite time of year to fish. So I, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on what to expect. Um, one of the things I like about the classic is that it goes off limits, you know, two and a half months before the tournament. So right. it really, really is it out. And, uh, you know, guys aren't allowed to get information or anything like that. It's really, uh, it's, it's, it's who can figure it out best once, uh, once everything gets started. That's great. And so is the whole lake closed off for bass fishing completely or just for the Bassmaster Classic participants? Yeah, just for the contenders. Okay, just yeah. for the contenders. Okay, I was just curious how that worked. Because I noticed that in the story that I read about you two today that it was it was closed off, you know, two and a half months before. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And I guess they don't want everybody, you know, pre-fishing and kind of figuring out what's hot and what's not and everything on the baits. Is that right? Right. And, he, and during that period, we can't even, uh, you know, can't talk to locals. Sure. Um, and uh, so it, it it really equalizes it because guys have to figure out their own patterns, their own lures. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's it's makes it great competition. Oh, absolutely. And so this is a father and son duo competing at the Bassmaster Classic, and how do you two feel about that? Because you guys are, are only the fourth father and son duo in Bassmaster Classic history, from my understanding. Is that correct? Yeah, I, th- I believe I believe that's correct. And you know, it's really exciting. Uh, you know, like he said earlier, he's he's been fishing for twenty six or twenty seven years, and he's never got to fish one in his home state. And you know, for 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 my first classic to be in my home state, uh, wherever you know, all the friends and close family can travel. Uh, sure. And then you add in that I'm competing against my father. Uh, it, it just makes it a really, really special week. And and uh, you know, I really you can't you couldn't ask for a better scenario. Oh, that's great. I mean, I'm glad y'all have a positive attitude about it. And I knew from re- the reading the articles and stuff that I have about you two that it would be a positive scenario because you you both are there to help each other in every way you can. You know, as far as you raising your son, Mister Alton, um, you know, raising Junior to to become a, a you know, a very, you know, prolific bass fisherman. And, uh, I just think it's great to see a father and son, you know, in a competition like this. Well, you know, one of the great things about fishing and something that, that's been a big part of my life with fishing is that it's, a uh, it's a great way to develop relationships. I mean, Absolutely. I look back, granddad's the one that taught me to fish. And I taught my son to fish. So, for us to not only have it as a family pastime, but actually be able to compete against each other is special. Now on the water, you know, we have a lot of fun together and we'll, we'll help each other out, but you know, make, make no mistake. We'll be, uh, we'll be fiercely competing against <laughs> one another too. I mean, head to head. <laughs> I, of all, you know, I, I love my dad and I hope he does well, but of all the 52 other competitors, I hope I beat him more than anybody. <laughs> yes. and, I, and I hope my son finishes second. <laughs> that's healthy competition gentlemen that's really good <laughs> i love it but no, also another another thing though um, i feel kind of as a dad i feel like i've got two chances to win right I, I would love to win the classic but i it would be special to me too if, if he were to you know to do really well um so it, it's it's really it's really a mix of emotions for me because there's the competitive side and then there's the the dad side and and both of those come into play oh sure i can just imagine the amount of pride you feel to have your son on this journey with you and uh 
you know, I, I got my start in fishing. My dad was a semi-professional bass fisherman all through the 80s and 90s, and him and his running buddies would all go run down to Lake Falcon or Lake Omstead or um, any of these lakes, and they'd have ongoing jokes. And, I mean, they were just bassaholics. That's all they did is fish. And um, I grew up around that culture, I guess, of bass fishing and the skill that it takes to catch fish, and I kind of got addicted to that myself. And I kind of went more the catfish and carp and, you know, those kind of other angling opportunities that are around in my adult years. But when I grew up, my dad was the biggest influence in my life of being an outdoorsman, you know, and I could definitely say that's probably the case with you too, right, Alton Jr.? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I mean, to see your dad compete at that level, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just got to be a great, I mean, it's got to be great for both of you, you know, for for the feelings of pride, you know, for both to see your dad and then for you, you dad to see the son, you know, come up in the ranks. So that's great. Yeah, it was, it was real special growing up too. You know, fishing for you know for a living is for a long time has been my dream, and I can I can vividly remember when he won the classic in '08. Right. You know, kind of feeling this. You know, I'm sure it's not what he was feeling, but feeling a similar excitement. You know, watching him fulfill his dream, which was which was also my dream. And you know, hopefully hopefully someday I'll get I'll get the chance to hoist that trophy as well. Awesome. That's great. And I'm just curious to back off the classic for a minute. You know, y'all, y'all both live in Texas, correct? Y'all both live in the, uh, North, North, uh, North ish Texas area, right? North central Texas. Yeah. We live in Lorena, which is a suburb. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I live in the Austin area, so I know exactly where that is. Uh, I travel, I used to travel. We're only two and a half, two and a half hours from Lake Conroe. Okay. It's it's really nice to be this close. If I forget something, I can always drive home and get it. <laughs> That's right. A lot of other anglers don't have that opportunity that you guys do. That's awesome. Um, no, that's really good. And this is the first time for you both to fish the classic in Texas. And also I was going to ask, what are your favorite lakes to fish around Texas? I'm one of the freshwater fishing hotspot editors from the magazine. And I was just curious what your favorite lakes go to lakes for bass in, uh, in your neck of the woods are. Uh, you know, in my neck of the woods, uh, Lake Waco's got some got some great big fish in it. Uh, you know, when when I get the chance, though, I, I'm traveling to Sam Rayburn or Toledo Bend. Uh, the, those those two fisheries, you really just can't beat them. Not only in the state, but in the entire United States. Yes, they and, are world class. That's what I've heard too. And I, I'm I'm kind of like your dad, I guess. When I get the time, I go south. I, I like to go down to Falcon. It's it's probably my favorite place in the world to catch bass. Those lakes are so humongous compared to some of the other lakes, you know, and the, the, the water, you know, is, is, uh, you know, the, the, the waves are a little bit taller than a lot of other lakes, a lot of other freshwater lakes. And, uh, I've noticed that and, um, but they're huge lakes and they're great lakes to fish. And uh, those border lakes like Amstead and, uh, and Falcon are just, are some of the most amazing lakes I think we have in Texas as well. You know, not to knock Lake Waco or Rayburn or, um, or Toledo Bend, but I, I, I'm kind of in agreement with, agree, agreement with you. You know, and, and bigger lakes, usually it's, it makes it harder to find fish, but when you do you, on big lakes, you find bigger schools of fish. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, a, a good day on Lake Falcon is a whole different, um, uh, scenario than a good day on Lake Waco. I mean, a good day on Lake Waco, you go out and catch 12 or 15 bass. Good day on Falcon, you go out and you catch 115 bass. (laughs) Yeah, when you get into them, you get into them good, right? Right, right. (laughs) That's great. No, that's awesome. So one of the questions that our editor-in-chief liked to ask ask at ICAST this year was, what is your favorite bait for Texas water, uh, for Texas freshwater? Do you like to throw a jig? Do you like to throw crankbait? Just what overall is your your go-to bait for Texas? I'll let Junior go first on this one. 
my one of my favorites has to be a lipless crankbait. You know, anywhere, especially there's grass in the state of Texas. Even if there's not grass, uh, right? Any any of those flat reservoirs, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a killer. You know, really year round. Okay, and that would be something like a rattle trap. Could I say that's a lipless crankbait? Um, a- a booyah one knocker. Okay, that's that's a good bait. And uh, yeah. yes, for, for dad, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, well, you know, some of it depends on time of year. But if you're only gonna let me have one choice for Texas waters, uh, it's gonna be a, a yum dinger, uh, which is it's a stick worm. Okay. And I prefer the inch version, especially in the spring. You know, from about February through the end of May there's very few days that that bait won't outfish almost anything else you throw. Very good. I just wanted to, to kind of see, and, and I'm not asking what your secrets are for Conroe. I'm just kind of seeing what, <laughs> what your go-to go-to bait is for Texas waters. Cause you guys are both pro anglers. So um, don't worry. We're not going to tell you what our secrets are for Conroe. Oh no, I wasn't <laughs> going to ask. <laughs> so, and I think it's great uh, that you guys both have your, your own, you know, we asked that question in Texas to a lot of, uh, a lot of pro anglers at ICAST this, the, the Texas question of what is your favorite bait? And most folks answered uh, almost overwhelmingly, answer crankbaits um but that's definitely was was what most of the anglers that we asked that question said so i thought that was interesting alton jr your answer mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's it's especially in the you know the early springtime it's hard for me to put it down right right yeah no i i agree for the bass fishing that i do um you know and i don't do a ton of it but i i love throwing lipless crankbaits myself too so it's a go-to thing um mm-hmm. And so tell me what your basic strategy is when you, when you cover a lake in a, in a pro, I'm not saying for the classic, but just in a pro scenario, do you try to cover a lot of water to see what they're hitting on? Or do you try to focus on, you know, certain spots of standing timber and that kind of stuff? Or just let me know. I'm just curious what your uh, mode of operation is. You know, my, my very first approach, uh, a lot of, a lot of the lakes we fish are, you know, far too big to, you know, you know, covering a lot of water, they're still only going to be a fraction of the lake. So my my first uh, my first order order of operations is definitely to you know look at a topographical map. And my Garmin Electronics uh, they have some of the best mapping in the business. And you know I try to I try to visualize it through those maps and break it down as fast as possible. You know I can look I can look at a map at a, of a hundred thousand acre lake. And eliminate a lot of, you know, I can eliminate 80,000 acres of that lake without ever having to look at it based off of, you know, what I'm seeing with the map. On the top uh, of the map, right. Right. And uh, and from there, I'll, I'll try to pick a key area, you know, maybe a key three or 4,000 acre area of that lake where I'll definitely want to spend my first day. And, and for my first day, I kind of let it, you know, I guess kind of snowball into day two, days two and day three, kind of, kind of, I guess see what the see what the fishing's like and you know kind of go from there sure just kind of adjust as necessary right yeah you know uh, along those lines a good strategy for me a good strategy in bass fishing period is get around some fish and fish there the, the, <laughs> yes the, the, the three most important things in all of bass fishing are location location and location location oh, i love it like real estate <laughs> i love it yeah well it really is because you can you can uh you can take a very inexperienced fisherman. Uh, you can take a small child with a Snoopy rod, whatever. You put them in an area that's got a lot of fish on it, and they're going to have some degree of success. And in, in contrast to that, you can take the greatest fisherman in the world, 
and put him in a place where there's no fish and he's doing the right thing and he's not going to catch anything. So, so to me, finding an area that's got a lot of fish in it is the first thing I try to do. And then once I'm in that area, once I figured out there's a lot of fish there, then I try to fine tune my patterns, uh, try to figure out exactly what baits are working best, how deep they are, that they want something moving fast, something slow crawling on the bottom, you know, so it's all about fine tuning from that point. Very good. No, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to know. That's perfect. And do you guys have um, bait preferences, rod preferences, those kind of things? I'm just curious to see what y'all fish with, if you wouldn't mind telling the audience. Yeah, both of us fish with Kistler rods. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he got hooked on those, I guess, from from uh, fishing with me and using my retreads, you know, for so many years. But, um, I, you know, I'm 53 years old now, and so, so having something really lightweight um, is more than just about feeling the bite for me. It's actually about uh, – helping me fish long and hard all day you know and so that's that's what's really important to me and you know they're made right here in the houston area um in magnolia yeah magnolia texas oh really home of kessler rods and so and but you know we use a variety of links and actions just depends on the on the techniques we're using right and Uh, and as far as far as baits go i mean you could you could sit here for a week and and list out all the number all the different baits we carry in our boats um do you have do you have an answer of a specific bait you use? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, for the state of Texas. I mean, we already we already kind of touched on that, but right. Yeah, yeah. Yum dinger, yum dinger's mine. Yeah, yum dinger's yours. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's that's a cool bait, and you know, I just uh, I just enjoy asking what your preferred gear is and and your preferred right. you know um you know just to see how you guys think and how you process this stuff on a pro level because i don't get to talk to a ton of pros and i just think it's great i really appreciate you guys you know divulging some of this stuff to us some of us guys that aren't quite at the pro level um no that's great and uh do y'all have a preferred boat do y'all like to fish out of a bass boat for the most part or do you have a preferred um we both fish out of a a skeeter fx20 with a yamaha 250 sho Ooh, nice yeah That's so a you know an engine <laughs> we go to some places that have a lot of rough water um right. and so we we need something like that skeeter fx that that really cuts through the waves good but it still will you know it just drafts just a few inches of water so you can get in some really skinny places fish does really well in, in the shallows and um it's kind of the best of both worlds, you know, with 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 what we're running. We want something that's fast and and stable and can handle big waves and can fish shallow. And right, there's no better boat out there. Oh, that's great! So the Skeeter is your is your boat of choice. Yep, absolutely. That's great. My dad was a Skeeter guy uh, for a while until he moved up to Oklahoma from Texas, and he uh, that was his favorite boat to take around to all the all the different water. Didn't matter what had happened, you know what kind of water he was in. He was he was really happy in the Skeeter. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's uh, it it always amazes me how tough bass boats are. Uh, yes. You know, like out on Conroe, there's so much timber and so many stumps and we'll be rocking and rolling as we're idling into places going up over these stumps and bumping over logs. And, um, you know, it's amazing how tough they are. It's like having a battle tank, you know, (laughs) that's a good way to look at it. (laughs) That's great. Um, I was going to switch gears with you and ask you what type of, of, uh, advice would you give to a young angler? That's something that we ask at ICAST this year as well. Um, what kind of advice would you have for somebody just starting to want to become a pro angler and, uh, or just starting out in fishing? 
you know, my, my biggest part of advice and, you know, from, from my experience so far is, is that there's, there's a lot of people that want to be professional anglers yet they fish, you know, once or twice a month. And, you know, there's, there's really no replacement for time on the water. You can spend as many time, as much time reading Bassmaster magazine and, you know, all kinds of YouTube how to fishing videos, but until you're out there experiencing it on the water, um, for yourself, you know, that, you know, I'm, I started fishing professionally in 2015 and I fished nine Bassmaster Opens and and through those nine events, those nine weeks of, of fishing on the water solid, I learned more in that than I did in my entire life previously. And, so it's, you know, a, it's, it's about the real experience is what you're saying. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. The more time you spend on the water, the better angler you're going to become. Uh, there's only so much you can do, you know, reading stories and, and looking at looking at things on the internet, which I feel like a lot of people do, which it's good too, you know, but, uh, there's no replacement for time on the water. No, that's yeah, that's, true. this is dad. Now the, the, uh, the, the information that people read on the internet, the problem is everybody's reading that same information. <laughs> exactly. But, but your personal experiences, nobody else is getting that. Right. Um, my answer to young anglers, um, I would definitely say he's right. There's no substitute for experience. So spend time on the water. But another really important one is to, to finish your education. Um, and we, I even pushed my son, you know, to do this. He graduated from Baylor with a degree in marketing, but the, the real, the real uh, business successful business plan in fishing. Yes. You have to be able to catch fish and win tournaments, but you have to be able to market yourself, um, to sponsors and then market their products to the general public. And, right. um, no, those are those are some skills that uh, you know getting a degree can can really help you uh, get a leg up on on a lot of the other competitors. I've heard that too, you know, and I I definitely think education should be first and and foremost because you never know you know where your career will take you and you know you what I've heard some pro anglers also say at the ICAST show this year is that it's also important to be able to sell what you what you're what you're in charge of selling when it comes to a bait or a lure or a you know a boat or a, a rod or whatever the case may be whatever kind of gear that you have because you have to just learn how to how that works you know and and how to be a good marketer is that true yeah absolutely and you know it's there's a fine line between you know the, the key to you know being good at selling is keeping things authentic and yes uh, absolutely and that, that you know that's the biggest biggest thing and, and i feel like with all you know with all the companies we align with, it's really easy to be authentic because, you know, I truly believe we work with the best in the business. Right. Yeah. You, you have to really believe in the products you're using or you're not going to sell them successfully. successfully. And you in know, turn, gotta, you're not going to be in business long, right? Right. Right. Because you need good sponsors to, to perform, right? I mean, you need that to, to be successful. Is that true? That, that's yeah. what pays the bills. Okay. That's what I was going to, it's kind of like in magazines, you know, the thing a lot of people don't understand, I work in advertising for my, for my main gig with Texas Fishing Game. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize it's not, you know, subscribers is not, you know, t-shirts. It's not any of that other stuff. It's advertising that pays the bills. <laughs> so, right. you know, yep. and so it's, it all boils back down to sales of some kind. So, yep. um, we even had an article, I think it was in February or, or this month's issue, the March issue, about uh, an award from our sponsors was what it was called. And Roy Nees wrote it about, you know, thanking all of our sponsors. And, and we couldn't do it without them. If the magazine would be like $100 a piece, you know, if we didn't have sponsors <laughs> subsidizing, you know, that cost. Yeah. So, you know. 
I Absolutely. Just kinda, I just kind of thought that was funny. So. Yeah, and it's it's really the same same way for us. I mean, without without Skeeter and Kistler Rods and Miracle Ear Hearing Aids is actually our our, our title sponsor this year. Oh wow! Uh, there's no way we could uh, we could do this. Sure. Sure. So just that's the advice, because I know a lot of young people listen to the show and that's just kind of what I wanted to give is some kind of advice to um, to them that are just starting out that have aspirations, because, you know, as well as I do, guys, the, the Internet's filled with YouTubers that have you know millions of views from their little GoPro camera fishing videos. But, you know, I mean, what really is where the rubber meets the road is when you get into competitions like you guys are doing, you know, uh, where you're against, you know, the most elite anglers of 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 the sport, you know. And uh, right. that's that's where the rubber really meets the road, and that's why I honor you guys for what you do because that's that's the real deal, right there, as I say. <laughs> well, well, th- well, thank you, and, and, uh, and you know, another thing to me that I would encourage uh, young anglers to do, and, and anybody really, you know, I think for me, I, I really needed to search and make sure I was where in life where I thought the Lord wanted to be. You know, try to be in God's will. And sure, our faith is very important to us, and and uh, you know. Uh, I don't. I don't uh, try to claim myself as being some great fisherman. I, but I do try to be where God wants me. And I know if if any time I catch fish, do well in a tournament, I just consider it a, a blessing. Sure, that's a perfect way to look at it because I'm very much about attitude when it comes to you know the stuff that I put out on this podcast and having a positive attitude and, and believing in a higher power. I think are very important, um, especially when it comes to the outdoor pursuits. Yeah, yeah, you know, we need to live for something larger than just fishing and just ourselves. And, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so. No, I 100% agree with you because that, that you know, there has to be a, a bigger picture. You have to serve something greater than just fishing, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the way I look at it. Um, because, you know, tournaments are great and, and fishing is, is awesome, you know, and I, I love it. I, I live to do this stuff, but it, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, keeping in mind that there's a higher power behind all of it that has a good will for your life, a good, you know, uh, uh, purpose for your life is what I'm trying to say, uh, is important as well. And that, that allows us to, uh, to really try to, uh, pour some, some, uh, uh positive things into other people's lives. And that's, that's great. that to me, what the platform of fishing is, is really all about, uh, for me is being able to, being able to make a difference in the lives of others through what I do and, and for little Alton yeah, also. Absolutely. Little Alton, I love that. He's as big as I am, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, as a sidetrack, I noticed that in your article, you, Mr. Alton uh, uh, Senior, did not like to be called Alton Senior. Is that true? I can't, I can't buy senior coffee at McDonald's yet. So we're going to leave <laughs> senior off until I can. <laughs> You're going to cut the senior stuff off. Okay, I understand that. That's that's great. Um, but I, I think, I thank you guys so much for joining us. I don't want to keep you too long or too late. Um, but I really wanted to, to spend some time with you, and we've done that, and and kind of unpack a, a few things. Uh, would there be any, you know, parting advice that you'd like to give our audience at all about fishing and the uh, and the Bassmaster Classic? I uh, hope you get a chance to come see us. The the classic. Being it's the first one in Texas, there's probably a lot of uh, a lot of listeners right now who maybe haven't experienced it. But come to Minute Maid Park and watch the weigh-in. You're going to learn a lot about fishing. Come down to the convention center and, and go to the outdoor show. It is the biggest event in all of bass fishing, and uh, it, it, it really is fun. There's a lot to do there for the whole family, the wife, kids, everybody. So mm-hmm. come down and see us, uh, and uh, hope I get to meet a lot of you in person uh, while we're here in Houston. A lot of what he said too, you know, you, you, you just got to be there. You know, you, you can't really 
explain how big the classic is until you see it. And you know, and if you're one of those young prospective anglers and you think you want to do this, uh, there's not a better thing you could do than to come walk around the boat show and just just go meet people. You know, that that's a lot of what this sport is is connections too on you know on the on the inside of it. Right. You know, go shake hands, go introduce yourself and uh and you know that that gets you a good foot in the door for when you do start competing at a higher level. Sure, absolutely. No, that's great. And I I saw him in a made park. I was in Houston last weekend for the Houston fishing show and holy smokes, that place is huge. I mean, this is just gonna be amazing, you know. Um yeah. to have it in Texas for the first year too is is a huge deal for us here in Texas, as you guys know. So Yeah. I have a feeling that they'll uh, they'll have another one in Texas coming up pretty quick once yeah. they see how big gonna be as far as the turnout and everything goes at the expo and that kind of stuff yeah and the big fish and the big fish absolutely that's yep. that's what everybody so if i'm understanding this right the guys are basically going to be fishing you guys are going to be fishing in conroe and then driving with your fish in tow to minute Maid park is that right that's right and you know the the live wells uh on the on the skeeters and all the boats that'll be in the classic are are Great. They keep the fish very, uh, very lively and healthy. And then the state will actually at, at Mid and Maid Park, they'll put them into a big live release uh, um, truck. Okay. It's a huge, you know, like a fishery center truck, and they'll sure. bring them back and first them back around Lake Conroe. And, and to go with our Skeeter live wells, I uh, always make sure to use the additive G Juice. It's made by TH Marine. It's uh, it increases the oxygen and 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 levels out the pH levels. Uh, and it also stops bleeding if you have a fish that's injured and bleeding. So it's it's a it's a great thing to keep those fish healthy and alive. It does all of that. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, TH Marine is actually one of our sponsors in the February issue, and I hope to have them come aboard as well um, with our magazine for some more sponsorship. But they, uh, they, they've got some great products over there for sure. So I wanted to mention that too. Um, but no, thank you guys so much for spending some time with us tonight. I really appreciate it. Okay, you bet. Well, well, thank you, and it's been our pleasure, and uh, we'll look forward to, to seeing everybody uh, at the weigh-ins. And there they go, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Alton Jones and Alton Jones Jr. from the Bassmaster Classic. And actually, I didn't mention on this show uh, yet, but they mentioned to me off-air, that uh, Alton and his son will also be fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series together. So that's only been done by a couple of times by other father and son groups, and that's exciting to see as well. So um, that is really, really a neat group of guys, and um, it's great to see the legacy be passed on from father to son and to see father and son competing in such a big bass tournament. Um, this is just this is like no other time in, in uh, bass fishing history, really. So it's really exciting. So if you've not done so, please subscribe to Texas Fishing Game Magazine. We are um, going to be at the Bassmaster Classic Show, the Expo, and I'll be down there with uh, my manager and um, our team. will be down there uh, doing some stuff, and we'll have a booth if you want to swing by the Expo um, booth for Texas Fishing Game. You can sign up and get a subscription right there at the Expo uh, for one, two, three years, anything like that, um, and sign up there. Also, if you've not done so already, please subscribe to the Best of the Outdoors podcast. It costs you absolutely nothing to do so. We release a new show every two weeks, except for this week where we're releasing a show every week because we have the Bassmaster Classic and it's a big deal. And um, really excited about having you on for the ride for the uh, future shows that we're going to do. We've got some great guests coming up in the future, and I'm really excited about this opportunity to share all this with you. So please subscribe. You can do so in your favorite podcasting app. If you don't have a podcasting app, search your app store, Google Play for a podcasting app, and just uh, 
go to the download section of the best of the outdoors.podbean.com, which is our main um, kind of website that has all of our podcasts from the past on there. And I invite you to go back and listen to any former episodes of the podcast that we've done because we release one every two weeks and have done so for going on a year coming up in a few months. Um, and really enjoy having you as part of the ride of hunting and fishing in Texas outdoors and uh, really excited about that in the future of the show. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for reading. Thank you so much for watching and have an awesome day in the outdoors. Mm-hmm.